Between recording the next episode of my podcast, running a business, and all of the things life throws my way, sometimes it's good to just get away. Hola, ¿qué tal? It's Chiquis here. And let me tell you, I love booking a trip where I can escape. There's nothing like spending a few days at the beach, relaxing and spending time with family. No matter what kind of traveler you are, and no matter your reasons, the Delta Sky Miles Platinum American Express card is the way to go. If you travel, you know. When something happens to your car, you might say, No! My car! But what you really need to say is something that can actually help. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. And just like that, State Farm is there to help you file your claim right on the State Farm mobile app. So, just remember, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. State Farm, Bloomington, Illinois. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms. And producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Welcome to Morenita, a deep dive into the Latinx experience. With Morenita, we want to create a community and a shared space with you while sharing knowledge and inspiration. This show is about celebrating our culture with guests who exemplify the best of us. I'm Darylin Castillo, y te invito. Mi gente, today we have a very special guest that is talking about something very important. Jen Aceves joins us and gives us the insight of her life in the mental health world. I know it's something that's not really discussed in our community, but Jen is a licensed therapist in the LA area, and she gives us an insight on how this field became her passion and how this passion has evolved. Not only does she give us her personal experiences, but she discusses how the world of mental health has evolved through this new world that we are living in today within this pandemic, which I think for all of us is an important view to listen into. Jen gets vulnerable and shares that through a rocky portion of her life, she turned to mental health herself. She shares with us the importance of being open to mental health. And this really spoke to me because in my household, growing up, mental health wasn't always a huge focus until my mother opened herself to it. I remember my parents were separating and getting a divorce, and my mother realized that I needed someone to talk to. And at the age of 13, I myself had a therapist. Having a therapist at that young age really helped me through this big life event. My mother was finding herself through all of this in her own personal ways, but her openness to a therapist truly helped shape who I am now and how I deal with my problems. I'm a big believer to this day on seeing a therapist. Now, I know it's not an easy task to find a therapist. One thing I noticed in my adult years is the difficulty of finding the right therapist. I've compared this to dating many times. I have tried endlessly to look for an Afro-Latina therapist, and I cannot find one. I find it extremely rare to find someone who shares a similar background. I want someone whom I can speak to and connect with on a deeper level, someone who can understand me and my experiences. 
In speaking with Jen about the lack of Latina therapists, she fully agrees and shares some of this frustration. She goes into how this has affected her focus and dedication to community work. Jen shares with us her challenges that she's faced and still faces being one of the few Latina therapists in her department and how that truly affects Latina communities. She gets extremely deep with us on why her community work is so important and necessary. There's such a strong stigma that mental health comes with that makes it a very vulnerable topic for some. However, Jen has been seeing some changes, but are the changes enough? Take a listen to find out. Te invito. Hello, Jen, and welcome to Morenita. We are so happy to finally have you here. I know we've been trying and trying. We did it. We made it. <laughs> We're just so excited to have you here to talk about something that's really important, really, really important, I think, and something that we don't speak enough about in our community. I mean, you have dedicated your life um, to mental health and to mm-hmm. obviously to fitness and to wellness. Can you like give our listeners like the lowdown of like what that life is for you and what you're giving to the community. Yeah. So just a little bit, I guess, about me for, you know, you and for, for the listeners. Um, I have my master's in marriage and family therapy from USC. Um, I got my license in December of this past year. So I've been working as a licensed therapist for about five, six months, um, but in the field of mental health for about five, six years, I want to say. Um It started in college. I was studying to be a pediatrician and felt like the biology and chemistry classes weren't making me excited um, the way I saw other just peers just so excited to go to class. So I started pursuing psychology, loved it. Um, And then I started just working in different areas within that field. Um, I started working with children with autism and then started working in an inpatient psychiatric hospital before getting my master's. So Um, I've been around different types of experiences and then, yeah, fitness also right after college, I, I love working out. I grew up an athlete. So as soon as sports stopped for me, I needed a different outlet to be active. And I ended up getting approached by like the manager at a gym that I was at and was asked, Hey, are you a trainer? Do you want to be one? And that's kind of where it started. So that was also about five, six years ago, maybe even more now, but yeah. So I've just, that's kind of like about me. Um, And yeah. But I'm so curious for you, like, is there something in your life, like from your home that like kind of got you involved in this as well? Because we don't really see a lot of that, like in some Latine um, homes as well, like mental health. And like, I mean, I'm just so curious how the path even came up for you. Is it something in your family that was like reinforced or was it like, you're going to be a doctor, like that kind of energy? What was like that energy about for you growing up? Yeah. So I, I feel like my parents have definitely gotten used to the fact that I'm a therapist now. Like you said, I think mental health just isn't necessarily discussed in our community. I think Mm -hmm. it's just not, there's such a strong stigma around it. Um, in my home and in our community as well. But I think it's becoming more accepted. So I think for me, what kind of made me change from like wanting to be a pediatrician to actually doing mental health and being a psych, like being a therapist. Um, I, I remember in high school, someone's, a teacher's wife came in and she was a, psych, a psychiatrist. And I just remember being so fascinated by what she was talking about. 
Um, and that just always sat in the back of my mind. And so I think for me, I mean, they joke that like therapists are the most like messed up ones and that's like why, <laughs> why we go in the field. So like there wasn't a specific moment in my family that kind of changed it. I think in my life though, like, you know, I had a really rocky relationship and I think that really pushed me at the same time I was in a class where we had to fill out an assessment to see like, how willing are you to get mental health? Because mm-hmm. you, you can't go into this field if you yourself are not willing to. And it just overlapped where I was just like, oh my gosh, wow. Like not only am I so willing, but I'm actually really excited for this now. Um, And so I think that was just kind of a point for me. The curiosity was there and then it just kind of hit and I ran with it and I love it. I love it still. That's amazing. I love that like something personal for you, kind of not only like your interests of this, but like something personal for you where you were like, oh, I am open to this and this is something that I want to instill and I'm not sure like if for yourself, if that's something that um, I know you're you're now building your family, you're recently engaged to one of our um, yes. other guests, Ruben. Ruben was on here yes. with us, a friend of a friend of mine from Hamilton. And um, I was like, I have to get Jen on here because we, as you said, like it's a, there's a stigma attached to mental health and like and even to mental illness. You know, I remember yes. um, just even having friends in the industry being so scared to even admit that maybe they might've had a mental illness because there's this like negative feeling behind that, or even saying that you are struggling with something. And not only that, but like in our workplaces as well. Um, I think that's really hard. And I think we are getting to that place of um, understanding and openness and acceptance. And for you working within the five to six, um, I'm sorry, you mentioned five to six years possibly. Yeah, probably. I'm trying to think what year is it? No, I'm just kidding. It's 2022. I know. Who are we? (laughs) Probably about like seven. Honestly, I graduated in 2014 from college. So about six, seven years of, of working in this field. Yeah. Yeah. And what are the, what are the changes that like you're seeing? I know that you did mention like you're seeing more openness. Is there somewhere that you're seeing that in? Like, what does that look like for people that don't really know? Yeah. Full disclosure. I was like thrown into doing like Spanish therapy, like my first month or first day. So that was, yeah. So I've been kind of working within our community since like day one. It's terrifying Mm. when you're trained, when you're learning a new skill, a new career in one language, and then you're just thrown into it. So like full disclosure, like that was rough um, for me. And I think, so me having those, you know, four or five years of kind of seeing my clients and ages from like, you know, a couple months old to like 60s, 70s. I think the openness not only comes from like each client, but like throughout their treatment. So they may come up. So currently like my position, I work with children's and teens. Um, And so there's a lot of family work. Um, A lot of the times the parents come in, especially within our community and it's no tienen nada mal. They just need to get over it or son flojos or they're lazy or whatever it is. And it's, it comes from a place of, I mean, it comes from a place of love and it also comes from a place of not understanding, right? So I personally feel that the word lazy is so commonly used, not only like in America, but just like in our culture as well, like as Latinos. And so it's, I try to reframe that for parents of like, it could be something else. Like, why are they lacking motivation? What is going on? Um, And so I think like through the relationship building, 
that openness kind of comes in play with that. And they're willing, like parents and clients and everyone, they're just more willing to understand and ask questions and practice. Um, Now, full disclosure, that's like the best case scenario. Sometimes you have, you know, patients and families and clients where it is what it is and it's their fault and I'm not doing anything and I don't want to learn anything. You know what I mean? But yeah, more often than not, there's, there's openness by the end of it. And it's really cool to see. That's great. And like the transitioning of like, I mean, you folk, like that's now this, now the, the, the point, the point that you were like, draw, like dropped into the Spanish um, situation right after you finish and everything, like, was that fear more because of speaking Spanish? And now you have to like, reframe your mindset of like, I mean, let's talk about code switching, right? Like, (laughs) that code switch of like, oh, everything I just been taught, like, I didn't even think about it in our community and how that would affect our people or what if that if that is different? Like, what was that fear? Where was that fear based for you? For me, it was definitely the fear of speaking Spanish for an hour straight. Right. <laughs> um, I'm, I grew up speaking Spanish. I'm familiar with it. However, medical, like mental health Spanish is completely different. Like, how do you talk about, there's no word for trigger. I just want to let you know, like, what triggers you when you feel anxious or angry? There's no word for it. Mm-hmm. So there's no word really for coping skills. Like, you just got to wing it. Um so I think for me, for me, the big fear was I'm learning something and now I have to translate everything that I barely understand into another language and then help someone else understand it. Yeah. So it was like this multi-layer kind of fear of what am I doing? Um, hardcore imposter syndrome of I'm new to this. I suck at this. I'm not like, what am I doing? Um, and then I realized I would start every session with like, you know, sorry if my Spanish isn't too good. Like, let me know if you can't understand anything. And after a while, I just realized they don't care. Hmm. Like I might, I've definitely gotten a lot better over the years and more comfortable, but at the end of the day, as soon as you speak Spanish, they're just like safe. Like you Hmm. can see kind of just like relief hit. Um, Because I think there's, there's just a sense of like understanding and safety when that language is there. Um, and it's really cool because I think that helps a lot just to build the report instantly. Um, so, yeah. And in your field, is there, um, I mean, what I'm hearing is like, there's a lack of us um, for yeah. our community. And tell me a little bit more about like what that looks like. And I'm wondering too, like in your <clears throat> educational journey, was there a lack? I mean, was there a reinforcement because you were Latina? Like, what what was that like? Hola, ¿qué tal? This is Cheekies from the Cheekies and Chill podcast. For whatever reason, or absolutely no reason at all, sometimes we all just need some time to turn off and get away. A lot of times on the My Cultura podcast network, our storytellers share their adventures and tips for living our best lives. And why not? With the Delta Sky Miles Platinum American Express card, you can easily check off all those dreamy destinations. Como la playa que viste en ese show, or climbing that mountain on your screensaver. I see you. No matter what kind of traveler you are, and no matter the reason, the Delta Sky Miles Platinum American Express card is the way to go. If you travel, you know. When you buy a new house, you might say, Shut the front door. Winning. No, seriously, shut the front door. We own this house now. 
But you actually need to say, Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. That's right. The local State Farm agent is there to help you choose the coverage you need. Welcome to my crib. <laughs> no one says that anymore, but I don't care. So just remember, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. State Farm, Bloomington, Illinois. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy last year by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Si tienes ciertas afecciones crónicas como enfermedad cardíaca, asma, diabetes, y tienes 19 años o más, 52, 36, 42, Puedes estar en mayor riesgo de contraer la neumonía neumocósica. Pregunta a tu médico o farmacéutico acerca de vacunarte con Prevnar 20. Vacuna conjugada antineumocósica 20 valente. Una vacuna de Pfizer que puede ayudar a proteger contra la neumonía neumocósica con una sola dosis. Prevnar 20 está aprobada para adultos para ayudar a prevenir infecciones contra 20 cepas de la bacteria que causa la neumonía neumocósica. La aprobación continua puede depender de un estudio de apoyo. No uses Prevnar 20 si has tenido una reacción alérgica grave a la vacuna o a sus componentes. Adultos con sistemas inmunitarios debilitados pueden tener una respuesta reducida a la vacuna. El efecto secundario más reportado fue dolor en el área de la inyección. Para más efectos secundarios comunes e información completa de prescripción, llama al 1-855-213-2138 o visita Prevnar20 en español.com. Pregunta a tu médico o farmacéutico sobre Prevnar20. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Um, my entire program was in English. Um, there are programs that offer like Spanish tracks. Um, but educationally, like it was rough. I know one of my friends later turned coworkers started a Spanish clinical workshop that she would host like once a month. Um, and I ended up being like the only one in the meeting because I was like, I need this. And it ended up just being her and I. And then it actually ended up turning into this full-blown workshop that her and I created We have like workshops and workbooks and we like host them now um, like on Zoom. And we had even people like I'm in L.A. and we had people coming in from like Jersey and Texas and like different states because like you said, like that was lacking. And so we needed what was lacking was a community, a space to consult in Spanish, a space to learn in Spanish, a space to just talk about how frustrating it is to be you know, in this field with minimal resources. And so mm -hmm. 
we didn't have that so we created it and it was so cool we're kind of like in a lull right now um but yeah it was it's hard and I think it's still hard to this day I work in community mental health and everything is in English and everything is like 100 pages and you have to translate it because they don't want to do it for you so it's a lot it's it's hard and I think also just you know, that sounds like me just kind of complaining at this point. It's hard though. And I think it's also, there's not that many of us Spanish speaking clinicians. And so as soon as one therapist would leave that spoke Spanish, it was like, Hey, you speak Spanish. I need you to take on the other 20 cases that this therapist Mm -hmm. just left like behind. So it's just a lot of like expectations and kind of just stress that comes from being bilingual. Like, you know, you were working in this, in this industry, in this field, um, prior to COVID and then COVID hit, like what happened? What's happening now too? It was wild <laughs> um, to say the least. I'm a big fan of like work-life boundaries and balance. So I had never taken my work stuff home. Um, and so that time when we were told like, hey, you're going to work ho- from home for two weeks, take your laptop. I was like, I don't want to, but we did it. And we were yeah. forced like, not for us, but we were put in positions that we had no time to process everything that was happening to the world, right? Like we jumped into phone sessions, we jumped into video sessions, we had no idea what it looked like. Um, and so I think also like my clients, they're kids. And so they were like, no school for two weeks. Like, I don't want to talk to you. I'm good. You know? So it was like weird. I had some downtime, got some tanning, you know, whatever. But um, and then I think reality set that this is longer than two weeks and it was rough. Um, it was, it was rough because everyone needed, not everyone, a lot of people needed support. Mm-hmm. Um, and so did we as therapists and unfortunately like with resources and community mental health and with expectations, nothing changed for us. So even though everything looked different, we still needed to provide exactly the same number of hours and like there was a lot of talk about we're here if you need anything and there was like no support and then just as a therapist it was rough I feel like we didn't have time to just breathe and like take in what was happening too I have you know my mom was isolating with my grandma who has cancer and she was just like we didn't see her for six weeks because she had to take care of her and Mm. um so while you're kind of navigating your own life you're navigating 20 to 30 other clients that you're kind of helping them navigate to. And um, so it was a lot of just, you know, trying to get stability for them, trying to get stability for yourself while not even understanding what that looks like in the moment. Um, So it was weird. It was weird, I guess. I don't even know if there's a better word for that. Has fitness always been a part of your, I know you mentioned that you were, you know, the typical going to the gym, getting your squats in (laughs) and they're like, her form Um, is great. You know, like, so was fitness like a, like a relief for you? Was that like an escape? Oh my God. Yeah. So like you said, so I grew up playing sports, had the whole background there. Um, Funny thing is when we were told to work from home for two weeks, gyms were still open. Um, so I, I just had a feeling I was like, something's going to happen. So our gym, my gym was closed for about a year and a half, maybe less. Um, and I just had a feeling. So I immediately, as soon as our office closed, I went to Dick's Sporting Goods. 
And I said, y'all are out here buying toilet paper. I'm going to buy some dumbbells. So I bought dumbbells. <laughs> I was like, I need to work out while I'm home. I don't know what that's going to look like. I hate working out at home. I, I'm a gym rat. Like I love going to the gym. So I knew like for me, I was like, either you get over the fact that you don't like working out at home or you don't work out. And like, you know, you're not going to pick the second choice. So like do something about it. Um, so yeah, so I, I worked out, uh, I have two siblings that left the state and don't live here anymore. Um, miss them, but their rooms are available. And so I use my sister's room as the gym. Mm -hmm. Um, and then I would work in my room because I, I really, I know it's a, it's a privilege to have a second space in our house. A lot of, you know, a lot of families didn't have that. A lot of people were doing everything in one room. Um, so I, I recognize that privilege and I use that space as a gym. So I would wake up, have my same set routine, um, drink my pre-workout, put on my workout clothes, go to my sister's room, put on my headphones, workout, shower. And I would get dressed for work every single day, even though I was just sitting in my room. Um, and I think, you know, tying in with fitness, having that morning routine or having that daily routine, I stress it so much with my clients too, because I was like, your life is going to blend and it's going to be really hard and structure and stability and routine is going to get you through this. So mm -hmm. that was kind of my saving grace that I kind of shared with the clients as well. So definitely. Yeah. What are your plans for like your fitness training process? Are you trying to um, personal train? Are you, is that something that is new for you that you're like, Ooh, I love this. I don't want to say you love it more, but like, is there a leaning into that, that you're, you know, maybe taking that on a little more seriously now? So I got my personal training cert back in 2015. Um, I unfortunately let it expire. So I have to like retest. Mm. Um, I want to keep it. Um, I used to work at a gym and see client like personal train in person. Um, so I'm still kind of I'm, I'm in a little like I kind of want to just chill for a second, recertify and then take on some like online ones. Um, I don't know if Ruben shared this, but I kind of have like three loves that I have. So like, I love being a therapist. I also bake. And then I also like love fitness and training. So like my ideal like week is like providing therapy for three days and then seeing online personal training clients for like a day and then baking and delivering for a day. So like okay, somewhere down the line. <laughs> Come on, CEO of three things out here, just hustling and bustling. So wait, what are we baking? <laughs> So it started off, I mean, I feel like a lot of our little side hustles start off with like family parties. Mm -hmm. um, so it started off like that, like probably seven, eight years ago. And then I just kept getting asked to do stuff. And then now I'm, I've done like wedding cakes and birthdays and quinceaneras. And like, yeah, it's like a thing. I don't know how it became a thing, but I'm very grateful for it because I did not think I had a creative bone in my body. Um, <laughs> And then I see some of the cakes that I make and I'm like, all right, that's not too bad. <laughs> not too bad. So, yeah. Okay, wait. So I love this. I'm obsessed with this like baking creative part of yourself that you've found and now making it a business, yes. which is like so incredible. It's very much still, it's still super small. It's not even like a full blown thing, but I really enjoy it. What I love to hear like from you is that, um, and something that I I struggle with this and maybe some of our listeners do as well, but like creating like boundaries, you mentioned that earlier mm. and like 
Um, I know you mentioned it as a joke where now you had to go work at home and bring work home as we all had to yeah. do with COVID. So what is something on that that maybe you might want to share with us? Yeah. Um, so my coworkers would always joke and call me the boundary queen. Um, cause I think it, it is something I've gotten good at. However, I think it's a daily practice, but like you said, in our community boundaries, I don't want to say don't exist, but they're just very different, right? Especially for us. It's just, it's a need to do more to prove ourselves to take everything on, on top of the fact. And those are like professional boundaries, but there's also personal ones. So maybe caregiving and doing things for others. And that just becomes exhausting. So I would say I haven't, I don't think someone is just like good at boundaries and that's it. Like game over. It's not like an end point. I think it's, it's a daily, almost even situationally like practice that you have to practice every single like moment you get. So I think there's a lot of resources. I remember at my previous agency, my coworker and I started a a group um, in Spanish. It was a codependency group. So talking about limits, talking about boundaries, talking about what that looks like. And so there's books, there's a book called, it's called Boundaries and it's also in Spanish called Limites. And there's just a lot of resources about boundaries. And I think the first step to learning how to set those boundaries is knowing what your values are. Mm. So you can't define what your boundaries are without knowing what your values are. How do you set a boundary without being rude? You Mm. know, how do you, how do you respect yourself while also respecting the other person? And they say like a healthy boundary is the perfect like distance between yourself and that person or something. I butchered that saying, but um, (laughs) it's something along those lines where it's like, you know, basically like take care of yourself so that way you can take care of someone else. And, Mm. you know, people who respect you and care about you, whether it's your like career wise or yourself, even like they'll respect those boundaries. I need to tell you guys right now, we just heard that probably costs like what, $300 an hour to get that into therapy <laughs> session. I wish. So I you're wish, welcome. Bro. I work at mental, community mental health. <laughs> that paycheck looks different. Once you have but, your yeah. private practice, <laughs> once you have your private practice, right? Yes. Which yeah. is that something that you want to do actually, as we're on that little subject? Is that a, is that a goal of yours to kind of run your own private practice and like, or do you enjoy doing the work that you're doing, community work? So I actually changed positions within my agency in September. So I'm just doing intakes, which means I meet with them after we get the referral for about two hours, three hours, gather information, diagnose. I love this position. Mm. I love being the first person that can connect with them. You, And so I love this. I don't think I'm ready for a private practice just yet. I think there's a lot of different, especially like business side things that I would need to like really do research on. Um, but yeah, like you said, I think it's it's a double-sided coin, I guess, in the sense that I love community mental health. However, I would like to make the money of a private practice. However, how how able are you going to, like, how much of our community are you going to be able to reach? Mm-hmm. If you, like, unfortunately, like a lot of our community and the community mental health is lower SES. And mm-hmm. how do you help and educate and support the community that I want to support? while also making the money that you want to make, you know? Right. So it's weird. Right. It's a weird kind of toss up. And do you think with time, um, as mental health is becoming more of a conversation, as it's becoming something that even now employers are implementing at workplaces, 
do you believe, well, of course, I think we all hope this, but do you believe that there is a future for mental health to become bigger on a grander scale, something that's more important that we as a, not only Latine, but Americans, as we are living life in America, do you, do you foresee something like that? Is that something that you are seeing as the years are going further and further into mental health? I think so. The conversations are definitely there. Um, I think mental health is being not only more discussed, but more accepted um, in terms of getting support and the language we use at work and the language, you know, people are just using within their families. <clears throat> it's changing a lot. Um, you know, I, I do think like as a clinician, there still needs to be more change within our system, of, mm-hmm. you know, mental health clinicians um of valuing us in a different way like as actual like healthcare providers um so i think there is like systemic change that needs to happen there um while i'm seeing more acceptance um you know and more resources available there's always room for growth always especially yeah especially in america (laughs) oh yeah I'm just going to leave that one. I'm going to leave that one at that. But you know, we have, yeah, we have a lot of things to work on. And I think that um, what you're saying, talking about it, acting on it, um, you being here on Moranita and and having people in our community listen to understand that there are some resources and yeah, it's it's, maybe it's lacking, Mm -hmm. but we're here and we want to help and we want to discuss and talk about these things because they affect our community as well. I think the work that you're doing is so important, Jen, and um, it's just, it gives me hope for the future and for, um, I mean, I guess we're like the same age, like, you know, for our generation. <laughs> yeah, it really does give me hope. And I just wanted to say thank you on behalf of Morenita, like for all the work that you do. And I'm, so, I'm just, con- I'm so excited to see everything else that you um, accomplish as you're growing and as you're learning and as you're doing, and um, it's recognized in our community. So I just wanted to say thank you for that. That is so sweet. Thank you. Hola, que tal? This is Cheekies from the Cheekies and Chill podcast. For whatever reason, or absolutely no reason at all, sometimes we all just need some time to turn off and get away. A lot of times on the My Cultura podcast network, Our storytellers share their adventures and tips for living our best lives. And why not? With the Delta SkyMiles Platinum American Express card, you can easily check off all those dreamy destinations, como la playa que viste en ese show, or climbing that mountain on your screensaver. I see you. No matter what kind of traveler you are, and no matter the reason, the Delta SkyMiles Platinum American Express card is the way to go. If you travel, you know. When you buy a new house, you might say, Shut the front door. Winning. No, seriously, shut the front door. We own this house now. But you actually need to say, Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. That's right. The local State Farm agent is there to help you choose the coverage you need. Welcome to my crib. (laughs) No one says that anymore, but I don't care. So just remember, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. State Farm, Bloomington, Illinois. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. 
See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Si tienes ciertas afecciones crónicas como enfermedad cardíaca, asma, diabetes, y tienes 19 años o más, 52, 36, 42, Puedes estar en mayor riesgo de contraer la neumonía neumocósica. Pregunta a tu médico o farmacéutico acerca de vacunarte con Prevnar 20. Vacuna conjugada antineumocósica 20 valente. Una vacuna de Pfizer que puede ayudar a proteger contra la neumonía neumocósica con una sola dosis. Prevnar 20 está aprobada para adultos para ayudar a prevenir infecciones contra 20 cepas de la bacteria que causa la neumonía neumocósica. La aprobación continua puede depender de un estudio de apoyo. No uses Prevnar 20 si has tenido una reacción alérgica grave a la vacuna o a sus componentes. Adultos con sistemas inmunitarios debilitados pueden tener una respuesta reducida a la vacuna. El efecto secundario más reportado fue dolor en el área de la inyección. Para más efectos secundarios comunes e información completa de prescripción, llama al 1-855-213-2138 o visita Prevnar20 en español.com. Pregunta a tu médico o farmacéutico sobre Prevnar20. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. So this is my favorite yeah. time of the show. It's time oh, for questions. It's time for some questions to get to know you just a little that wasn't, bit more. There were no questions yet. <laughs> no, these are the real ones. These are like the nitty gritty, the okay. ones that everyone might be thinking about now. So I want right, to know. Let's get into it. What's your favorite cheat food? Okay, you're gonna hate me for this. I hate the word cheat. Um, from Tell mental us more. health and a fitness. Okay, That's from right. a mental health <laughs> and a fitness standpoint, food, there is no good and bad food. Food is fuel. So I actually don't have cheat meals. I just believe in like enjoying everything. And I know people are going to hate this answer and just be like, just answer the cheat meal. Um, I just, I think the word cheat gives off guilt and shame. And we don't need that with food. I grew up being overweight and within our culture, there's so much shame around food sometimes. So I don't have a favorite cheat meal. Um, junk food, I'll tell you, like, I love pizza and fries, you know, yes. I'll have a good hamburger, like, but I, I have my pan con chocolate, abuelita, like almost every single night. Um, but I don't consider it cheating. Our second question. No, I, I think you're, and you're so right. I mean, that's, it's what you were saying before that how we, how we, even through mental, mental health, how we speak about things and how we discuss things that have been in our society for so long and just normalized. It's really yeah. important. So thank mm -hmm. you for that answer. That answer was dope. I love that answer. Um, <laughs> all right, Jen, you get to invite two people dead or alive to dinner. Oh my 
my god who are you inviting and don't worry i'll be there too so you know <laughs> <laughs> love it um maybe just because this is recent and this is the first thing that came to my mind um but i would probably invite my mom my dad's mom passed away mm-hmm. and my mom's dad um who also passed away i you know, I don't know too much about my parents as kids. And I feel like I would love to learn more about like their childhood um, Mm. and just how they were. All right. Our last question. What reminds you of home? However, it is that you define home. I would say I'm very family oriented. So just being with family feels like home. Mm. Um, Quality time is my love language. And so home to me is like, loud you know all the families screaming and talking and dancing and hanging out and I missed that during COVID so when we got that for the first time after you know feeling safe again it felt like home again I love that I think uh if you guys go back and listen to Ruben's episode I think you guys had the same answer (laughs) are you serious I believe we're getting married then (laughs) I know amen to that I approve I approve after this interview and before Jen, I want to say again, thank you for coming on a Morenita and you are welcome back here anytime. Um, It's been such a pleasure to have you. um, And thanks for bringing up this refreshing topic as well. Thank you for having me. Morenita is a production of Sonoro in partnership with iHeartRadio's My Cultura Podcast Network. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. When are you an American Express member? When you travel with the American Express Platinum Card and have access to Centurion Lounges at over 40 locations worldwide, you're a member. When your American Express Platinum Card gets you seated at exclusive tables at renowned restaurants through Global Dining Access by Resi, you're a member. When you arrive at live events through dedicated American Express card member entrances at select venues, yeah, you're a member. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. When you buy a new house, you might say, Shut the front door. Winning. No, seriously, shut the front door. We own this house now. But you actually need to say, Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. That's right. The local State Farm agent is there to help you choose the coverage you need. Welcome to my crib. (laughs) No one says that anymore, but I don't care. So just remember, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. State Farm, Bloomington, Illinois. Voy a ponerme la vacuna Prevnar 20 porque estoy en riesgo de contraer la neumonía neumocócica, la cual pudiera llevarme al hospital. Así que preguntaré sobre Prevnar 20. 65 años o más, puedes estar en mayor riesgo de contraer la neumonía neumocócica. Pregunta a tu médico o farmacéutico acerca de vacunarte con Prevnar 20, vacuna conjugada antineumocócica 20 valente, una vacuna de Pfizer que puede ayudar a proteger contra la neumonía neumocócica con una sola dosis. Prevnar 20 está aprobada para adultos para ayudar a prevenir infecciones contra 20 cepas de la bacteria que causa la neumonía neumocócica. La aprobación continua puede depender de un estudio de apoyo. No uses Prevnar 20 si has tenido una reacción alérgica grave a la vacuna o a sus componentes. Adultos con sistemas inmunitarios debilitados pueden tener una respuesta reducida a la vacuna. El efecto secundario más reportado fue dolor en el área de la inyección. Para más efectos secundarios comunes e información completa de prescripción, llama al 1-855-213-2138 o visita Prevnar20 en español.com. Pregunta a tu médico o farmacéutico sobre Prevnar 20.